Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, this is Steve Kelly. Thanks for tuning in for the podcast of this week's Saturday Sports Talk program with Lauren Tate and myself. And a special thanks to the folks at Kirby Wealth Management Group for their sponsorship of the podcast. We hope you enjoy Saturday Sports Talk. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies focus on your income. At Kirby Wealth Management Group, we focus on your outcome. That's why we know what it takes to succeed both on your balance sheet and in your life. It takes the right financial partner who looks at where you are now, where you want to go, and designs a financial plan to take you there. We're here to help you achieve the life that you're after, today and every day after. Focus on your financial outcome with Kirby Wealth Management Group. To get started, visit our website at just. It's time for Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS Champaign-Urbana, where we talk all things Illini along with other area and national sports. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. Now, here are your hosts, Lauren Tate and Steve Kelly. Good morning, folks, and welcome to the program, early edition of Illini Fellow Saturday Sports Talk, with you for one hour ahead of fighting Illini game day today, and that's ahead, of course, of Illinois, Minnesota, homecoming football. Steve Kelly, Lauren Tate at Memorial Stadium, sun is rising over Champaign-Urbana as we get set for uh, football day. And it looks like it's going to be sunny and uh, crisp, but a good October, mid-October day. Yeah, crisp and not too much wind. I think it's just going to be an ideal day for football. And uh, the Illini, about a touchdown underdog in this ball game against Minnesota. We'll talk about that as we move along. A lot of action in uh, the Major League playoffs and high school football. We'll touch on that uh, as we move along as well. The phone line is open, 217-356-9397. Some interesting games on the Big Ten schedule. Four teams are actually off today. So uh, everybody else is in action, including a top ten matchup against uh, with uh, Michigan and Penn State. We'll talk about that also. But this game, how are you feeling about this one? Illinois at home, a six-and-a-half point underdog. Well, I'm still hopeful that uh, DeVito can play. I think there's a good chance of it. I think it's a game time decision and maybe it's a decision that uh, Bielman's already made, but uh, I think that the di- he could be a difference maker in the, bat- in, in the game, uh, particularly with his quickness and his ability to make those uh, short, uh, accurate throws and just the fact that he's been running the team all year until the last three quarters and uh, I think that he's just a step ahead of Sitkowski in terms of ability. And the fact that uh Coach Bielma did say on Thursday, the last time he uh, talked uh, to any media folks, that uh, DeVito had been at practice this week and had participated. To what level, we don't know. But the fact that he's there, I think, is a, is a sign that there's a chance he could play. 
One thing we knew absolutely certain when the game was over last week, we weren't going to know until game time. Right. I mean, he wasn't going to tell. If he knew, he wasn't going to tell us. He wasn't going to tell Minnesota. And uh, so he's kept that a secret. You know, he's done some he's done some clever things. Uh, I guess uh, uh, one of the pregame warm-ups, he put Palschowski at left tackle <laughs> just to confuse the, the, the people from the other team from analyzing what was going on. And, uh, of course, he plays right tackle. And so it's it, it, there's a, there's always that uh, game going on between the coaches and trying to conceal everything they can. And the, the opponent uh, coaching staff has a guy, probably one of their hundreds of support staff watching <laughs> pregame warm. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, you could coach. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was in a different position. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. The other injured guys that uh, were banged up a little bit. Uh, just about everybody will play. Isaiah Williams expected to play. Taz Nicholson. Isaac D'Arcangelo, uh, Jonah Morris. Guys that will not go today include uh, Josh McRae and kicker Caleb Griffin. So uh, we'll see how that goes. They've got a freshman of the week, a special team player of the week, and Fabrizio Pinton handling the uh, field goal chores. He was 3-for-3 last week and uh, earned Big Ten honors. So most everybody back, and DeVito's a question mark at this point, but we're three hours away from uh, kickoff, and we'll learn a little more as we go along. Yeah, I, I, my uh, my interest continues to be about the ability of these defensive linemen to dominate up front the way they have all season long. And we have another offensive line from Minnesota that's a little bit juggled. Uh, they have moved in a couple of guys from Notre Dame and Michigan into that line, Carroll and uh, Feligua, uh, who are uh, were players for the Notre Dame and Michigan previously. And obviously... They weren't starting, but they are starting now at right guard and right tackle, and and uh, they they also lost their left guard and left tackle uh, from last year. So this is a a brand new uh, line built around a, an outstanding center named John Michael Smiths, and uh, this is the key to the game. Always, if our defensive line can can stack up their offensive blockers, then. Ibrahim's going to have trouble running. If you don't give him any holes, he can't go anywhere. Well, he's the uh, second-leading rusher in the uh, Big Ten, Mo Ibrahim, averaging 142 yards a game. Didn't play in their most recent game against Purdue. They had the bye week last week, mm-hmm. Minnesota did. That's a bothersome thing for me, that bye week. I mean, I, I think they're they're refreshed, and, and Illinois is coming off a game in which, while you said all those guys are back, and I'm sure they're back, they came out of that game bruised. Right. And Minnesota, they have a, a defense that's comparable to what we saw last week in Iowa, but they've got an offense that's way better, at least uh, by the stats. It's right. Number, number two offense, 495 yards a game in uh, Big Ten play. Not in Big Ten play, but among Big Ten teams in all games. Some of that mm-hmm. is a little bit skewed because of the non-conference schedule, but the fact remains their offense is much uh, better running than we saw last week. Yeah, they they played New Mexico State in their opener, one thirty three to nothing. They played, uh, or was that thirty eight to nothing? They they beat Western Illinois right. handily. They beat Colorado, which is really down. Of course, has fired their coach. And uh, Michigan State, uh, they handled very easily. And then Purdue held them to ten points, and and I I don't know how they did it. But because uh, Purdue's not noted for defense, but they sure did. Purdue ran the ball in that game, Tom, too. So Illinois, I mean, I'm sorry, Purdue won the battle up front in that game with Minnesota, and that's why they won the game. These are two of the stingiest defenses scoring-wise, yep. scoring against-wise in the country, not just the Big Ten. Both uh, Illinois and Minnesota holding opponents under 10 points a game. The Illini at 8 points a game, and Minnesota just about 9 points a game. So could it be another 9-6 game? 
I don't maybe, think, I, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think there'll be some points scored in this game, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that Devito can come in and, and regenerate that offense that just kind of ground to a halt against Iowa. Although Illinois made some good marches, particularly early with Devito, but just not getting touchdowns. Baseball playoffs scores for you: Philadelphia over. Atlanta 9 to 1 the Phillies lead that series best of 5 series 2 games to 1 out west late San Diego beat the Dodgers 2 to 1 and lead that series 2 games to 1 Cleveland beat the Yankees in extra innings 10 innings 4 to 2 so that series is tied up at 1 and 1 the baseball playoffs resume today we'll touch on the high school scores as we move along we'll take our first break here on this early edition of Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk, we'll talk some Big Ten football and more about this game with Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com. Stay with us here on DWS. The Pella Window Showroom in Champaign specializes in windows and doors. Illini Pella can help you select the right window and door for your project, whether it's for replacements, remodeling, or new construction. Right now, they ask that you plan further ahead to allow more time to get your windows and doors in stock, labor and material shortages are causing some extended lead times. The Lanai Pella, 1001 North Country Fair Drive in Champaign. PellaofChampaign.com. It is 10 minutes after 8. The Lanai Pella Saturday Sports Talk. With Lauren Tate, I'm Steve Kelly. We're at Memorial Stadium for this 11 o'clock kickoff. Illinois and Minnesota, the Illinois homecoming game. One of uh, several games on the Big Ten schedule. We're going to talk about uh, some of the others. Adam Rittenberg uh, joins us, senior writer from ESPN.com from Ann Arbor, where there's another big game today. Adam, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well. We're doing good. We want to talk to you a little bit about that game you're going to cover. But let's start with your thoughts on Minnesota at Illinois. This is a homecoming game here. And uh, the Illini 5-1 and one on the season, a six-and-a-half point underdog at home. How do you think it's going to go? Well, I, I think it's going to be a challenge with, you know, the likelihood of, uh, of Tommy DeVito being out and Art Sitkowski being in. So he's going to have to play really well against the uh, Minnesota defense. And I don't think it's enough credit either regionally or nationally. They've been – right up there with Iowa and Wisconsin and some of the better defenses in the conference and with Mohamed Ibrahim returning at running back. You know, they, they were a different-looking team when he was out there. Obviously, was was pulled minutes before their game against Purdue, and they, they certainly weren't, weren't very good on offense in that one. So I think Illinois, with the way they're playing defensively, they could probably take some things from that um, Minnesota-Purdue tape and, and try to apply them. But again, with Ibrahim out there, it's probably a different story. So I think it's going to be a really challenging game for Illinois. But, guys, if they win this going into a bye week, uh, they're going to be one of the, the, the stories of the Big Ten, stories of the country, uh, if, they can, if they can remain the, uh, you know, at, uh, at just one lost team. Well, Adam, this is Lauren. Uh, you're at Michigan, and uh, this is a game of two undefeated teams and has implications as far as the Final Four is concerned, I guess. Uh, what are you, what's your take on is Michigan, do you feel that they're a, a solid favorite in this game? You know, they are, but you know, neither team has really been tested a whole lot. Um, I think Penn State's played on the road. They, they won a game at Purdue that they were probably outplayed in, and, and that's, a, that's a building block for them. They've, they've played pretty well since. They've, they've discovered a run game with a couple of young running backs, which is encouraging, and you know, they're going to put some pressure on J.J. McCarthy, you know, the, the guy from in-state in the Chicago area who's played really well for, for Michigan and I think has a much higher ceiling 
at quarterback than they've had in some time, but has not done that well under pressure. And he's going to face pressure today from that Manny Diaz defense, which I think is an important story uh, coming out of this one. You know, last time these teams played at Michigan Stadium, Lauren, Penn State was 0-5. Michigan was 2-3. and There was nobody in the building. So yeah. a little bit different, a little different atmosphere this time. And for Penn State, honestly, this is a huge game. I mean, you know, they signed James Franklin to that big contract extension uh, to, to compete in the Big Ten. And if they want to compete in the Big Ten, they got to win games like this. And they obviously have Ohio State coming into State College two weeks from now. So this is a really important stretch for uh, kind of the, the tenure of, of Coach Franklin and his team certainly this season. We're hearing a lot of complaints out of Penn State relative to the, how the scheduling is going to go in the future. Do you have any thoughts on uh, there's the schedule for next season is going to be announced later this month, very soon, in fact. Uh, do you see us going in the same uh, Western Eastern divisions one more year, or do you see the conference, uh, just one conference with pods? I think there's certainly appetite for getting rid of the divisions and maximizing the potential for your championship game, um, you know, to have the, the two best teams in there. But it, it is complex, right, because you have so many rivalries, some of which have already been, you know, kind of taken off the books to, to a degree. I mean, you guys know better than anyone, you know, the history of the Illinois-Ohio State rivalry, and, and that's not an annual game anymore. There's been other games that have kind of fallen into that category. But, you know, how do you not play Minnesota-Iowa or, 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 or Iowa-Wisconsin or Wisconsin-Minnesota? Those, those games are really, really important to those schools. And so that, that has to be taken into, into consideration because rivalries do matter, and we've lost a lot of them in college football because of realignment. So uh, I, 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 I think there's probably a lean towards getting rid of divisions, but um, you know everything is, is, is changing. Obviously, you're having two new teams enter the conference in 2024, so a lot of moving parts right now. Talking to Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com. Chase Brown, is he still flying under the, the radar nationally, in your opinion? You kind of look at the college football on a national scene. Is he, is he getting enough attention at this point? He's leading the, the nation in rushing uh, halfway through the season. I don't think he is, guys. You know, I, I we're putting together our midseason All America team, and you just kind of started a little bit of a back and forth over email yesterday. And I, I kind of had to be the one to sort of point out, hey, we need to take a look at Chase Brown and what he's done for Illinois, leading the nation in rushing. It's not a team that passes the ball a ton, so they really rely on him to sort of be the engine of that offense. And so I think this is a big game because going up against another really good back in, in Mo Ibrahim, a really good defense in Minnesota. If he can put up a big number in a victory, especially, I think he'll start getting a little bit more national attention. He's a great story, as you guys know. I was actually down there talking with him and his brother earlier this week, and, and they're just awesome young men, and, and, and they've overcome a ton. So uh, certainly a guy that you kind of root for out there. But I, I think today is an important day for him from exactly what you just said, Steve, not getting enough national recognition. Today is a day you can change that. Nor is he getting enough NIL opportunities coming from Canada. I just talked to Cam Cox, who, <laughs> who uh, runs the NIL on, on campus for the U of I, and he said, you know, a lot of the players, the linemen are getting NIL deals. The receivers picked up a couple, which uh, even uh, Bielma talked about yesterday. And yet uh, the two guys from Canada, the, the, the brothers, are, are out of luck, I guess, until they can figure out something and do something like Toshiba did where he, uh, of Kentucky, you know, he, he, uh, he left, uh, left the stateside and was able to make some money and then came back. But it's kind of strange that NIL is really a big factor now, and we really don't talk much about it because we don't know what's happening, but it is a consideration, isn't it? It is, and it's a real shame that those two brothers can't profit off of who they are and what they've created. I know Zach Eady at Purdue 
has set up some agreements with charitable organizations in Canada, which is great um, because he's obviously a prominent player and he was able to, to kind of service a few different um, causes back in his home country. But it, it is a real shame because, you know, they, they obviously deserve that opportunity just like everybody else. You know, these are two guys who are obviously in their final year so it, it's not as pressing upon them and talking to them about it. They're much more focused on, you know, playing well and helping Illinois and getting, you know, getting NFL opportunities at the end of the season. But uh, I, I'm with you, Lauren. I, I think it's a shame that they don't have uh, a greater chance to profit off of who they are. It would seem that UPS would have an interest in a couple of guys named Brown, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody else has thought of that by now. We'll let you go with this. Back to this ball game. Uh, Minnesota's offense putting up 495 yards a game. A lot of that came against uh, some subpar competition. But uh, do you think they pose the uh, the biggest threat thus far uh, to Illinois offensively? You know, I, 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 Illinois hasn't played the, the best group of offenses. Let's be let's be honest. Right. But I, I, I think I, I think you know Minnesota's experience with Mo Ibrahim back. You know, he he individually poses a threat, and they have one of the best centers in the country. They have a good offensive line. Um, that's what they want to do. They want to pound you and they want to run the ball. So this is going to be, in that sense, a great test for Illinois. I don't think Minnesota's passing game is nearly as good as what uh, the Illini will face from Purdue, for example, from Michigan later in the season. But from a run standpoint and, and just trying to win the line of scrimmage, this will be a really nice test for a defense that, as you guys know, has, has checked every box this year. They've been absolutely outstanding. Ryan Walters has established himself as one of the top young play callers in college football. And so that's going to be a really fun subplot to see if that defense can continue its excellence against a player as good as, as Mo Ibrahim. Well, Adam, thank you very much. We know how busy you are. I listen to you coming over here on the radio, uh, so I know how busy you are. And you got a big game there today, and we look forward to hearing what your report is from Michigan. Thanks again. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on, and enjoy the game today. That's Adam Rittenberg, senior writer for ESPN.com, up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where the Wolverines and the Nittany Lions clash, same time as our game, at 11 o'clock. So, uh a couple of ball games at 11, one at 2.30, Maryland at Indiana. Wisconsin plays at Michigan State at 3. Nebraska at Purdue tonight at 6.30. Iowa, Ohio State, Rutgers, and Northwestern are all Can off. Nebraska make a run at Purdue? I don't know. I don't think so, but I, I didn't think they'd pick up a couple of wins that they did. Yeah, Nebraska. well, of course, Purdue was lucky, you know, unlucky against Syracuse. They, that was a last pass in the game, and that beat them. But, uh, Purdue's got some shortcomings. I mean, this this Western Division is still wide open for Illinois. they got to win today, of course. As you look at uh, the Big Ten standings, there are three teams still undefeated. They're all in the East. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Michigan, and Penn State are 3-0, and 3-0, and 2-0. And one other team ranked. Illinois. That's right. <laughs> and they're the only one. And in the West, you've got uh, three teams at 2-1 and one in the uh, conference, Minnesota 1-1. But overall, in conference play, each division is 10-10 and 10 mm-hmm. so far in uh, conference play. The East is 29-12 and 12 in all games, and the uh, West is 23-19. Well, the, the, the East 
and, and the West has stayed pretty close to the East in games during the regular season. It's those playoff games that are <laughs> right. killer. They lose to Ohio State every year, of course, Michigan last year. And so uh, that's why uh, the, people in the, the people in the East, most of those teams in the East, Penn State, Rutgers, Maryland, they want to, Indiana, they want to see the, the uh, divisions dropped. And, of course, everybody in the West wants to see them retained because everybody in the West thinks they can win the West. Well, and this year, that's right. I think that's the case most years. Yeah. But there's no uh, clear favor at this uh, moment, and Illinois would be that if they could come out of this game with a win. Yeah. With a bye week and then a trip to Nebraska, and then you start thinking, uh, you know, a win today would make them bowl eligible. It's been a while since we could say that on October 15th, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As far as bowl eligibility goes, but uh, that's why they play the game, isn't they? Isn't yeah, their next game is against another team that, without a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> It's 821. We'll take a break and uh, talk some more on this early edition of Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. We're at Memorial Stadium, and we'll be back with more after this. My name is Denise Martin. I'm a diehard Illini fan and admittedly love the Cubs. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Kirby Wealth Management Group, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right questions, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want now and years from now. Call us today at 217-355-9390. Welcome back to the show, everybody. A lot of my fellow Saturday Sports Talk. Yes, we hit 825. This game will kick at 1101 here at Memorial Stadium in Champaign. Steve Kelly, Lauren Tate, Ed Bond is here as well. Sun's coming up. Looks like a good day for football. Let's say good morning to Mike Grimm, the Hello. voice Hello. of the uh, Golden Gophers. Good friend. And we've... We go back to your KMOX days. Yeah, which we talked about the last time I was on. Lauren couldn't believe how long ago that was. <laughs> uh, this is 17 years for me in Minnesota now. It's that's crazy, un- right? That's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't believe it either. So I think, Steve, you and I started doing the weekly hits like in 2002. Sounds right. So this is our 20th anniversary. How about so happy that? anniversary. Yeah. Same to you. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, this Minnesota Golden Gopher team that was off last week. Is, yeah. Number one is... Mo Ibrahim, is he available? I mean, is he yeah, 100%? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a shocker if he doesn't play today, but I was a little sh- surprised he didn't play the other day because, you know, we watched him practice a little bit during the week. But he was he looked fine, so I think, you know, we're, we're uh, going to watch him play today, and that's an important piece. And, um, you know, those guys all had to sit on that loss uh, over the bye week. No one likes to do that, right? You go in, especially when you, you know, when you think you got a pretty good ball club and you're contending and then you lose at home and homecoming and, now you got to wait another week, and um, so I think they'll be ready to go today. Um, they've been a good road team over the years, and I, and I do think this is a good deep football team, um, and I think it'll be a really good game today. What happened against Purdue, other than Ibrahim not playing? Yeah, that was that was a factor because um, the thing that he he's a good uh, breaker of tackles, and and the the they just didn't uh, the the two other guys for whatever reason just didn't break a lot of tackles, and it was and and Purdue's pretty good. I mean, Purdue's a pretty good ball club i mean they're you know they're gonna i think be in the thick of this big 10 west race right to the end as well um i mean you know think depending on the outcome today it could come down to illinois and purdue and that head-to-head matchup as to who might you know go to indianapolis if the gophers have a say in it they probably need to win today 
Um, but that Purdue game, they, they had plays to make. They dropped a touchdown, which turned into an interception. You know, it bounced off, off the, the, off the yeah. guy. And I think seven out of ten times that's going to just fly away, and it's second and goal. But – it lands in the guy's lap, and you get no points. They missed a 28-yard field goal, uh, dropped a what would have been probably a pick six, you know, all those things. And teams that lose have all that, right? Yeah. Um, now, that said, there's been games where the Gophers have lost. Even the game last year against Illinois, um, where after the game, it's like, gosh, they had no answers, and no receiver was open, nothing was there. So I wasn't as, you know, when it was happening, you're kind of discouraged when you see that you just can't score points when you've been scoring points at a high level. Then you go back and watch it, and you're like, man, they, they, they had some plays to make, so it wasn't like they didn't have answers. Um, so um, it was just one of those weird deals. And then Purdue broke a long one at the end, a 60-yard run. That The Gophers have not given up a lot of explosive plays, and that one the guy popped. Yeah, they, Purdue got more running yards than you would expect, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota has not gotten many sacks. In fact, they're last in the Big Ten in, in sacks. How do you yeah. explain that? They, um, I don't know. Um, they, they have a couple of good edge pass rushers. Danny Strigo has been pretty good. Um, I think that uh, part of the problem is they have not had a lot of defensive reps. I mean, they, they were on the field in that uh, New Mexico State game in the opener. They've had 33 plays. <laughs> you know, so um, it's hard, you know, out of 33 plays, how many sacks are you going to get? Um, and uh, and then Purdue gets rid of the ball so quick. It's hard to, you know, they had a couple, I think, in that Purdue game, but they, you know, they throw the ball so quick. It is a lot of quick passing game. Um, they, they, and in Colorado, they only had 42 plays on defense. You know, Colorado was three and out like seven straight times. You know? Yeah. So um, in, in, in some regard, I think some of it's just sheer volume of plays. Um you know, that they haven't gotten a lot of sacks. Talking to Mike Grimm, you mentioned uh, 17th season covering the Golden Gophers. Tanner Morgan's been there for half of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems like it. Exactly. I'm, I'm waiting for somehow them to come up with a ruling that he'll be back again next year, <laughs> you know. Um, it's funny because I've joked about this before. Uh, Illini fans remember Mitch Leidner. Yeah. Uh, he was a four-year starter too. So uh, between those two guys, we're at, you know, like 10, 10 of my 17 years have been two quarterbacks basically, you know. So. We had that when we had Williams and, and uh, yeah. Uh, we had two quarterbacks in a row that Steerhouse yeah, uh, and, that were and Williams. Starters. They were eight eight years yeah, in a row. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and I started. So I had done, I've done go for basketball play by play the whole seventeen years. I started football play by play after five years. I was pre and post, and then so this is my twelfth uh, year of of go for football. And ten of those years have been just those two guys. Basketball's sneaking up on us, and, and I, here, we yeah. listened to Ben Johnson the other day. It looks like you got some problems there. I would think. Yeah, I, we'll see. Um, uh, you know, they, they added a really good transfer from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the problem that the Gophers have is they've upgraded in talent, but the league is good, right? So you look at the stack of teams there, who are you going to jump? Um, and that's a battle for, for, you know, all those teams trying to fight. Like, you know, um, my the guy that I do basketball games with, Spencer Tollix, and the former Gopher, I think CBS picked the Gophers last, and then the media poll picked him 12th with Nebraska – and Northwestern under them. That was the Columbus paper, I think, or Cleveland paper. And he was offended, uh, you know, as, you know, a former player might be, ah, they picked us last. I'm like, man, who are you going to pick? Like, like the, the, you're not going to pick them ahead of Maryland. You're not going to pick them ahead of Purdue. You're not going to pick them ahead of Illinois. You're not going to, you know, even that the Iowa, you're not going to, it doesn't mean they can't finish ahead of them, can't surprise some people, you know, play hard and who knows where you go if you, you know, uh, steal a couple of wins. But um, I, 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 yeah, I, it's going to be, I, I like Ben um, and he's setting a tone. Um, they, they've got a, uh, uh, an identity. They haven't, that, that was one of the, that has been one of their issues. I don't think they've had an identity and I think they're, they're establishing that they want to, you know, play, 
that kind of tough, hard nose, you know, belly to belly kind of defense. And so we'll see where it takes them. Well, back to this game today. How, how do how do you see? Uh, how does Fleck treat the uncertainties about the Illinois quarterback situation? Yeah, I think he, um, you know, I think they're obviously, you know, all coaches say this, they're going to prepare for both guys. Um, and I think these, you would know more than I about it, but I think these two guys are similar enough. I know that, that uh, um, the transfer from uh, from Syracuse maybe can, can run a little bit better and, and free some things up, but I think they, um, you know, so they're going to prepare for him, and if it's not him, then probably have some different ideas for, for how they go against Sikowski. Uh, but um, uh, I, I think they, they, you know, they go in, and it's not, I guess the way I'd say it, I think what PJ has said this week is it's not like, you know, one guy is Isaiah Williams with, uh, you know, right. he's the quarterback mm-hmm. and then the other guy is DeVito. Like those two guys would be totally different preps. Um, I think there's enough similarities between the two guys that might play that um, that you can keep a general game plan with some maybe some subsets depending on who plays. One of the game-within-the-game situations that uh, you, you pay attention to is you've got two of the best defenses in the country. Yeah against two of the best running backs in the country. Yeah. Who's going to stop who, <laughs> yeah. right? I think uh, at the offense, the battle of the, the – and it, it, this is how it should be, right, especially in the Big Ten West. You know, whoever is going to win the battle up front on both sides of the ball is probably going to win this football game, I think. And that's, you know, that's how – when you look at the history of the West, uh, Wisconsin has won it the most, and then Iowa probably next, and those two teams generally control the line of scrimmage in their games. Yeah. And um, I, there's no question P.J. has – recruited at a high level the offensive line they had a great offensive line last year they've got a pretty good one this year and uh you know with with uh, brett's background and at wisconsin and other places he's obviously um he's doing it really well right on both sides i mean the front on the defensive side for uh illinois is just incredible so i think mo uh, ibrahim is definitely gonna have to break some tackles and you know i was watching um the game and then i'm filling out my sheets i'm like man those guys are big up front like like it used to be in the old days, well, if you're big, we're just going to run by you, run around you. And there's, but they move. They move yeah. so well, right? The mobility, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty, I, it's, I don't a, think... it's a hard, it's a hard, uh, I think you're right, Steve. That's going to be, you know, who wins that battle up front is going to probably win this game, unless it's some luck, you know, ball bouncing the wrong way, a block punt, something weird. Um, Which will probably happen. I mean, this game, if, if 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 both coaches had their way, we might be out of here by a you know one fifty five today. You know, I mean, this thing will go fast. Well, I I don't know if I've have we ever had have we in, even in recent years or a long time have we when's the last time we've had two defensive tackles like Randolph and and John? I can't tell you. It's been a long time. Yeah, we've yeah. had two. We've had. Yeah, you know, one occasionally. It, we, we're just, just still trying to figure out if this is partly the the, the teams they're playing against or whether yeah. they're really this good. The, the Gophers are in that boat too a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. they had a yeah, really I soft both non-conference yeah. and 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 dominated that. And I I do think both teams are good. There's no doubt. Doesn't mean either will win the West. Either could win the West. But I think we're still trying to determine how good. I mean, you go into Madison and win the way Illinois did. I mean, that, that's a pretty good, you know, pretty good feather in the cap. And the Gophers really thought going in and and handling um, Michigan State on the road. Michigan State was ranked that day. That was just three weeks ago, and you know that was a thirty-four to seven game. But honestly, it it could have been forty-eight nothing. I mean, it was it was just a. I've not in my time. I don't know if I've seen a more dominating Gopher team on the road. Uh, now it turns out Michigan State is not very good, so it doesn't appear to be very good. So we're still kind of waiting to see. We saw, saw that win, and you're like, "Whoa, man! This is this 
Gopher team, and I think they're good. They got depth, more depth than they've had since you know for, for a long, long time. But um, that doesn't promise you anything. There are reports that uh, Devito will start. Yeah, I at saw that quarterback yeah. today for uh, Illinois. Brett Bielma will join us a little bit later on and have that official word. But uh, the word is out there that it looks like it's the way it's going. Um, so we talked a little bit earlier about he was at practice this week. So anytime yeah. a guy is, yeah. is taking reps in practice, yep. I think he's a threat to play. Right. So and, we'll, and then I, th- I guess the question then is we'll see how um, how he moves, right? right. And if, yeah. if uh, he's limited, the Gophers over time um, – have had good success against guys who can't move very well in the pocket, um, and they've had at times some struggles with guys who um, who move. Um, and uh, guys guys who move and can throw give them you know they give everybody fits right. So if if Sikowski, or I'm sorry if uh, Devito is limited, um, obviously that's going to help the Gopher cause, but um, that doesn't mean he can't whip the ball around the uh, you know around or hand well, it or or off to number two. Well, you know that Lunny yeah. is going to be uh, feel limited because yeah. he's not he's going to he's not going to run the quarterback draw that worked so effectively right. last week, and he's not going to do a lot of misdirection with the quarterback keeping the ball and going the other way. I, I he's just not going to risk him. I wouldn't think. Right. I would think not, but it's an important game. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Game. We'll let you go with this, but yeah. in the Big Ten West. Everybody's got a well, four teams at least. Yeah. Got to feel like, hey, we got a shot because yeah. there's no undefeated team. Four teams with one loss and games ahead of them against yeah. those guys. Yeah, and I even think, I, 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 you know, being right next door to Wisconsin, I don't think I would put them out of their right. misery just yet. Um, I think they, they that coaching change to say what you want about it. I was surprised by it, but that said. Um, I think that probably can give them an energy boost. Um, Paul Christ wasn't exactly the most energetic guy, and I think Jim Leonard last week we saw it. They what pounded Northwestern, who may not be the you know the greatest team in the Big Ten this year. But um, if you look at Wisconsin's schedule, it's pretty soft mm-hmm. from here on out, right? They um, you know they 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 could go on a little run too. And you but just, the advantage is it, like if Minnesota beats Illinois, then we got to finish a game ahead of Minnesota yes. to get in the. Yeah, that, that's the, the and advantage. That, that's you know that's a great point, Lauren, because that's why for Minnesota today this game is huge, yeah. right? Because you think about the teams that Steve mentioned. You got Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois. Uh, I don't know is Nebraska going to you know who they they've got a tough slate. So I, we count them in there for the moment, and maybe Wisconsin. Minnesota already has a tiebreaker loss to Purdue. If they would have a tiebreaker loss to Illinois today and sit at two losses, even if they win out then, it could be tough to get to Indianapolis. So it's a huge game for Minnesota. I don't know if there's been a bigger, for Minnesota in recent years, a bigger October game. Like they've had some big November games, like if you win this and then this happens. And um, But for the middle of October, because if Minnesota loses, the path to Indianapolis gets – you know, to try to find that, path. and you got Penn State coming up Penn right State after Penn State next week at a whiteout game. They picked that one for the whiteout <laughs> game. So, so how many years were you at KMOX? Uh, I was there five and a half years. Yeah, five and a half years. So I can't ask you what time the Cardinals play today, can I? No, no, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately not. That was a. Uh, it was pretty fun though, right? To see Albert the way he finished. Oh, what uh, a finish! Uh, how he finished the, his career there with all those home runs. I was. Um, finding myself uh, clicking on my phone to to watch those at bats or, or uh, search for the highlights. Well, you know, until the All Star break, it was kind of well, okay, this was kind of a neat yeah. idea. He's he's here, he's great. Yeah. I was there opening day; it was yeah. really cool. Yeah. But then he 
the old he was, like one of the, he was like one of the best, most productive players yeah. in the league after the Well, he finished second in the home run yeah. contest. I thought, really? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then he just kept hitting. He just kept hitting. He got in a little groove, no doubt. Hey, Mike, appreciate your time. Always good to yeah, see good you. Yeah, good to see you guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Have a good broadcast. Okay, you guys too. Thanks, yeah, Mike. That's Mike Grimm, the voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers here on Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. Going to check out some of the high school scores. We'll uh, do that, and uh, we'll do that after the break. We'll take a break here and be back with more after this. Stay with us on Line Pella Saturday Sports Talk. We're moving up on 842, Line Pella Saturday Sports Talk. Finding Line Game Day coming your way at 9. The network pregame show at 10. This game will kick off at 11.01 at Memorial Stadium, Lauren Tate. Steve Kelly, we're ready for some football. I know that Jay Lehman's is ready as well. Jay, good morning. How are you? What's up, fellas? Good ready to be on. Hit, ready to hit somebody? <laughs> I'm ready to hit somebody. That was an old marketing campaign back in 20, uh, 2005 where we weren't really hitting anybody. But I was ready <laughs> to hit somebody. <laughs> Make some tackles, right? Uh, Illinois 5-1, and one, Minnesota 4-1. and one, And uh, the point spread is floating a little bit if you follow that uh, with the news of the Tommy DeVito We'll start at quarterback. It uh, comes down a little bit. But uh, I think uh, a lot of us expected him to play but because of uh, the fact that he did participate in practice this week. But that certainly is uh, gives Illinois a little bit of an advantage having him in there if he's healthy. I, I think it's a totally different offense. I mean, last week when I was watching the offense uh, for two quarters there in the second and third quarter, it felt like last year where you just prayed you could complete a pass. I think DeVito adds a lot. I think they would have beaten Iowa 20 to, to 6 if they had DeVito in the game. And so I think if he's healthy, and that's a big if because he didn't come back at all in that game, if he's healthy, anybody can play hurt. It's hard to play well hurt. So we'll see how good he can play. Well, uh, let's just um, – if he's been practicing all week, I mean, I, I, know, he took, I know he took snaps on Thursday – uh, so I, I, I just assumed he was going to play. But what does this eliminate in, in the offense in terms of the play calling? Well, I mean, DeVito's picked up three or four uh, first downs just scrambling and whatnot. I don't think I know he has much quarter, quarterback run. Some There's two or three playing quarterback runs. I think it limits your boot game a little bit, which they've been, they've been successful with uh, in hitting some tight ends on and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, you guys got to fill me in. I don't know if there's been word on Isaiah Williams or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's been cleared. Know. Yeah, he's been cleared. Well, okay. So, so, so I think uh, that's a big comfort zone thing for for Tommy is is Isaiah, and hopefully, you know, Isaiah bounces back from a tough game. So, I think it limits a little bit of the run. But really, my thing is, can he step through? Can he really step into his throws if his ankle is jacked up? That's my mm-hmm. thing. Because sometimes, if your feet are messed up. You're, the ball will float on you. And so far, he's been really good at the ball security piece. And I just feel like if your feet are not good or your, your foot's hurt, sometimes the ball floats on you and the ball can hang up in the air. Well, Jay, as an old linebacker yourself, how do you explain this to Illinois? Are these two tackles as good as I think they are, or is this they've just run up against offensive lines that can't block them? Well, I, I think it's probably a little bit of both. It's more they're really good. I think Donnie Newton and Keith Randolph are NFL guys. I've been saying for a while. I think we had five NFL players on this defense, uh, you know, that will play could play next year. And the, the three DBs, Quan Martin, Sidney Brown, Devin Witherspoon, and then Randolph and Newton. I think they're really good. 
But let's also, I think it's also schematically. Listen, we're one of the few teams in the country that, that rushes five more than not, right? Because we have three down linemen, two outside linebackers that really are defensive ends. And also, if you watch the linebackers, we play a lot of man coverage. If they, bring a, if they leave the back end to protect the quarterback on a pass play, the linebacker will do something called green dog, where if your back stays in, you just go add to the rush. And what that does is it gets everybody on a one-on-one matchup, which means Newton uh, or Randolph or Coleman or Akis or maybe Dark Angelo or Tariq Barnes or maybe Calvin Avery is going to win that one-on-one matchup more often than not, right? One of those guys will win, and that's why we're getting so many pressures and so many sacks. Now, to do that, you've got to hold up on the back end, which so far we have. Now, we've gotten schemed a little bit the first quarter of Wisconsin, the first quarter of Iowa. You're going to give up some plays. You play that man coverage. We've been very good at making adjustments at halftime. One of the best second-half defenses in the country. Talking to Jay Lehman about this ball game, Illinois and Minnesota. Have you been surprised because the last time you and I talked, and I don't want to put a jinx on anything, but the last time you and I talked on the air was prior to the Indiana game when we saw what happened there, but uh, – um, that was the last time Illinois, and the only time Illinois lost. What What do you see from this team from that point to this point? Well, I saw back, you know, uh, you know, in starting Penn State last year, Minnesota last year, Northwestern last year, we started to finally beat up other Big Ten teams up front. And even in that Indiana game, I said, man, we are really physical up front, not just on the D-line, which rightfully so has got a lot of praise. The offensive line with two JUCO transfers, we know that JUCOs, you never know what you're going to get. Adams and Chrysler have been really good, have been beating people up. And so I said, man, you know, skill players, especially in October, November, when the weather gets dicey in the Big Ten, will let you down at some point. But the consistency, and that's why North, Iowa, Northwestern, usually have been pretty good in October, November in, in Wisconsin. Uh, they've been pretty good. And so uh, what I saw there is that, hey, we're actually physically there. I don't think we necessarily know how to win, but we have the physical strength to dominate people up front. They didn't know how to finish against Indiana, and I think they've gotten progressively better. And I think really the strides have come uh, on the offense, the confidence of Tommy DeVito and the comfort with Barry Lonnie. I mean, I hope we have more of a Wisconsin output this week than we did than the Iowa output, and hopefully they can get it going. And they've stuck with the run, and Chase Brown has been able to, to really, really get going, uh, get stuff going, especially in the second half of these last couple games. Hey, Jay, I want to know something. If the, if the NIL had existed when you played, how much money could you have made? Well, Dick Van Dyke would be paying me six figures. I know that. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, 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 I said, I mean, I bet, we met me making that, making that. You know, I, I always tell the joke that Sullivan Parco after after I graduated in two thousand eight, they uh, I didn't I didn't add for Sullivan Parco and they, uh, you know, offered me five hundred bucks to do it. I thought it was big money. My agent said, "Do you even drive a Chevy?" I said, "No." But he said, "Well, you need to be driving a Chevy if you're going to do a Chevy ad." So he negotiated for me a, a, a lease of a Chevy Tahoe for a full year. I thought I was the richest guy in the world, man, and so. Uh, I don't know. I hope I'd be making some 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 good money, but I I, I see that Brett is is he's using that as a recruiting pitch. I, I saw that yeah. Matt Bryant, and Isaiah Williams. You know, he they, they after that those hundred yard games against Chattanooga, they got some nil. He's saying the linemen are getting nil. So I think he gets it. I think that's the reason Paul Chris. One of the reasons Paul Chris is out at Wisconsin. He kind of fought the NIL. Listen, it is what it is. It's here to stay. I wish I'd play fifteen years later, but hey, man, you can't you can't control when you're born. <laughs> well, tell us how you expect this game to turn out today. 
Well, a lot of it hinges on DeVito. You know, uh, I thought DeVito's worth four to six more first downs in a game than Art Sikowski. I think four to six first downs leads you to another touchdown. I think he makes better decisions in the red zone, which can be the difference between seven and three points or no points like we had last week with a pick on the one-yard line. And also, if you look at the data, Sikowski is good for one to one and a half more turnovers a game than DeVito. So that right there could flip it in a in a heartbeat for a game like this, it's this close. I think Illinois wins this game. I don't think Minnesota's played that many people, right? They played Purdue and got beat bad. Now, Mo Ibrahim was out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they played Michigan State, who has, has not been good. Other than that, they haven't really played anybody, so their numbers look better. I think Illinois wins this game. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be something like 24-16. to 16. But you look in the mirror on these teams, they're very they're built very similar. They want to run the ball, play defense take time of possession, and they want to physically dominate you. And so I think Illinois is a better football team than they were last year. I think Minnesota's about the same football team that they were last year. So I think Illinois should win this game. And the Big Ten West is up for grabs, no doubt about that. Uh, you play the people you need to play right uh, in succession and uh, take care of your own business. You're in good shape. Well, you got a two-game lead on Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, and those teams aren't just like pushovers, right? Those teams are going to beat teams. Iowa, Wisconsin are going to beat teams in the West and beyond after we play them. I'm, I'm sure they will. They, they're going to get better and whatnot. Um, Purdue's been a surprise. I think, you know, let's not forget they had nine wins last year and they had a, a impressive road wins at Maryland and, and, at, uh, and at Minnesota. But I don't think they're necessarily built like we are for November and weather. And so I think that I think Illinois is in a really good position with basically a two-game lead because they have the head-to-head on Wisconsin and Iowa. And then if they can beat Minnesota and get into the bye week, get everybody 100%, I think that'll be huge for this football team. Good stuff, Jay. Always uh, enjoy talking football with you. Have a good day. Oh, yeah, let's go. ILL. I-L-L. Jay. Jay Lehman with us here on – a lot of fellow Saturday sports talk heading till nine o'clock, and then fighting a lot of game day at that time. Then the game kicks off here at Memorial Stadium at eleven oh one before a homecoming crowd. It'll be interesting, uh, Lauren. Uh, we've got a nice sunny day. They had a couple yeah. of sales uh, promotions this week that uh, might up that crowd a little bit. Been sneaking up toward uh, fifty thousand. I don't suppose they'll reach that, but. Uh they're getting. We had a lot more enthusiasm last week. Of course, it was an evening game, and everybody had all day to get lubricated. But this uh, today, I haven't felt it yet. But I'm going to walk out right when we're done here, and I'm going to walk down and see what it's like out there. Are you going to get lubricated yourself? <laughs> well, I can't afford to do that. No, no you can't. Not, not at this point, anyway. You got too much on the line. <laughs> I can't handle it. We gave you the uh, baseball scores: the Phillies beat Atlanta, San Diego over the Dodgers, and Cleveland beat the Yankees. One other note that I meant to mention didn't get to. Uh, sad to see the passing of former Cardinals and Cubs uh, reliever uh, Bruce Souter died at the age of 69. Yeah, boy, he had a he had one pitch that nobody could hit, didn't he? He did. He had that split finger Just and dropped he, off of right, right off a cliff. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, and he died at the age of 69. He he'd been battling Parkinson's disease, and then just recently. Um, uh, got some kind of cancer and was not able to survive that. High school football week eight in the books. 
Centennial lost a tough one in overtime. Collinsville went for two. They did. And they got it in the overtime. You know, they scored the touchdown and one point behind, went for two and won the game, 15-14. to 14. It was 7-7 going into overtime, and Centennial scored first. Collinsville won in OT. Champaign Central lost to Bloomington 37-7. to 7. Muhammad Seymour is 8-0 and after a 47-14 win over Mattoon. Unity beat uh, Paxton uh, Buckley Loda, 26-12. St. Joe Ogden overran Tool, 57-14. Prairie Central, 48. Monticello, 13. Monticello couldn't handle them, could they? You kind of cringed when that one was, you <laughs> saw that one coming up. Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, 50. Sangamon Valley, 7. Arcola over uh, Cerro Gordo, Bement, 45-6. Danville beat uh, Peoria Richwoods, 58-7. And Tuscola over Warrensburg Latham, fifty-two to nothing. Those are some of the high school scores. Rest of the scores, a lot of coverage in today's News Gazette. Matt Daniels, Colin Likas, Joey Wright, all the guys out uh, working high school football last night. They'll get you up to date on that. Today it's Illinois at five and one, Minnesota at four and one on the season. Both teams with one loss in Big Ten play. So that's a key there, if, as Jay Lehman just mentioned with us. If you can get uh, get the leg up at a tiebreaker against anybody. It's like a two-game lead. It is. And uh, so what do you expect? Well, I think that uh, I think DeVito being in there uh, will give the Illinois a big lift. I think that uh, the fact that, um, you know, the, I, I don't think that they would play him unless they were absolutely certain and had found out by midweek that he was okay because – you just don't take a chance with a guy, particularly when you got an off week next week where you could rest him another week. They must feel like he's 100% and ready to go. He is, and uh, they have named him the starter of the ball game today, so we'll see how that plays out. He's he's having a pretty good season. He's um, completing 69% of his passes on the year, 1,163 yards, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. I think that's, that's a key fact. Well, that was, a, that was his uh, record setting you know, at Syracuse. He mm-hmm. just didn't throw interceptions. Right. On the and other hand, multiple years without him. Tanner Morgan has thrown four interceptions mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Minnesota. He's completing, uh, he's passed for uh, just about the same yardage, 1,143 yards and seven touchdowns. But, but he's a better quarterback than we faced against Iowa. Peters just no a, doubt. I mean, Morgan can do more things, and uh, they, they've, they've got more offensive punch than I. This is a much better football team than Iowa. Illinois will not be able to afford the mistakes that Illinois made against Iowa and still won the game. This is the 75th meeting between these two schools, dating back to 1898. And Minnesota, thanks to a last 10-year run, has uh, taken a nine-game lead in that, 40-31. to 31. There were three ties over the years. Illinois is 18-17-1 against Minnesota in Champaign, but the Gophers have won seven of the last ten, not including last year's game that uh, Illinois won up there 14-6. to Yeah, that was an impressive win for Illinois last year. On the road, taking uh, scoring early twice, getting ahead 14 to nothing, and carrying that lead right into the fourth quarter. And uh, Michigan, I mean, Minnesota did get a touchdown, but uh, 14-6 to win, a good solid win, and, and an indication of where Illinois was headed. Maybe this is the stat of the day. Okay. And it may ha- it probably has nothing to do with this game. Brett Bielma is 8-0 and yep. against Minnesota. Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. hammered them every time they played, didn't they? Every year, they uh, every time they played. They... So that would be 7-0 and then 1-0 last year. Yeah, that's right. 
No. Yes, you're right. Fourteen to six one. last year. Yeah. So that's uh, the way things look here at this point as we uh, get set to turn it over to Scott Beatty and Mr. Tate and others for uh, Fighting Illini Game Day. That's coming up next. I'll be back with you at 10 o'clock on our network pregame show, and this game kicks shortly after 11 here from Zupke Field in uh, beautiful Memorial Stadium. Stay with us. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Mike Mary and his team at the Pella Window and Door Store want to thank you for what's been an incredible year so far. Looking for the right window and door for your next project from replacement, remodeling, or new construction? Go see them now. If you got a project later this year or into 2022, now is the time to start the conversation. The Pella Window and Door Store, easy to find, 1001 North Country Fair Drive in Champaign, or visit them online. PellaofChampagne.com